right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it's one of our monthly trailer roundups. Jason Harris from Awesome Movie Year is going to be here to take a look at a bunch of movies coming out in October. And we'll see, maybe we'll cover some of these movies on future episodes. But we have a fun little conversation just getting into the previews and trying to see what we think these movies are going to be like just based off of those trailers. So that is coming up here in a second. Before we get to it, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show and where I'm sure we'll be talking about a lot of these movies. I also have a couple other things we got to get into before we get to the conversation. First of all, on these trailer episodes, I always read some listener puzzle pieces. And we didn't do a lot of episodes in September, actually. We only had four episodes, so uh, there weren't a lot to get into. But I do have a couple of pieces, both from our friend Pete Abeta from Middle Class Film Class Podcast. So thank you to Pete for sending these in. Uh, first of all, for the Meg 2, The Trench... He said, Rambo 2 and Thor Ragnarok as big tone changes from the first movies, which absolutely, those are great ones, actually. Especially, I should have brought up Rambo 2. I think that would have been a great one to bring up on the episode. But going from something that's more serious, which the Meg was too damn serious, you know? And then went just straight up silly in action with the sequel, which, I mean, come on. If the Rambo series isn't that... What is it? So that's a great one. Uh, and definitely Thor works as well. Uh, and then for No One Will Save You, the little movie that came out of nowhere and was kind of like dominated September, really. Uh, Pita Beta mentioned Halloween Ends, centering around the protagonist dealing with uh, the accidental death of a child and how they cope in different ways. Legion, a creature with insanely long arms, and Cube with an unsatisfying ending if you are somebody who wanted to know why he put question marks and exclamation marks in his uh, exclamation there. So, uh, yeah, lots of, lots of great ones from Pete. Thank you so much for sending those in. I always appreciate when listeners send in puzzle pieces. I think we have a lot more episodes on the way in October than we did in September. We had a couple of, like, special bonus episodes in September that took over some spaces. So, uh yeah, hopefully uh, you guys will have some cool pieces to send in, and uh, if you do, I will read them on next month's trailer episode. One more thing I want to get into before we get to our conversation. This week, this Thursday, October 5th, the day after my birthday, by the way, uh, we've got a live episode coming up at Art House Theater in downtown Las Vegas. We are going to be talking about The Exorcist Believer. Joining me is my wife, Gina Mazzoni, as well as Michael Keane and Tom Devlin. And it is going to be a really fun conversation. The 6 p.m. screening of the film, and then we'll be talking about the movie right there in the theater at Art House right after the movie. Uh, we've done a bunch of these live shows this year, and... Uh, Excited to do this at another location, and I'm sure we'll be back at Maya soon too, but uh, I want to do these all over, so this will be really exciting, and hopefully we'll see some of you out at that. There's still time the day that this goes up. I think this is the day I'm closing the Enter to Win contest, so if you're listening to this in the morning, you might still be able to win some tickets. Otherwise, tickets will be available at the Art House Theater's website, and hopefully we'll see you out. And that episode on The Exorcist Believer will be up next week. So, that is coming up. Check it out. Let's get into our conversation about some October trailers. Jason Harris is back with us for another month of trailers in one of his favorite months. Isn't that right, Jason? Ooh, it's a spooky season and nothing spookier than this voice I'm doing. If you could see the hand movements, you would know just how spooky I am. I'm shaking in my boots right now. Uh, yeah, it's the Halloween season. Uh, although, I feel like, I don't know, maybe like an eighth of the movies we're going to talk about are... Spooky movies? I don't know why Hollywood does what it does. But, I thought there uh, were plenty of them, man. Was there? I don't know. Uh, three, four, I, I don't know. We'll get into some spooky stuff, I'm sure. Uh, but first, let's take a quick look back at the month of September 
and see what we actually watched from last month's trailers, starting off with The Equalizer 3, which I did see, although we did not do an episode of Piecing It Together on, it was good. It was solid. Uh, it was about the same baseline as the other Equalizer movies. Did you see it? No, Dave. You know, there had been so much equalizing already. I didn't want to throw mm. the balance off. But yeah, um, sure, sure. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I've kind of fallen off these last few months on seeing newer movies. I'm watching tons of older movies, but I just haven't really been captivated by a lot. But I'm going to I always get back into the swing towards the end of the year and, and October looks good. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Aristotle and Dante discover secrets of the universe. I did not see. Uh, I don't even know if it opened here. Um, I didn't see anything about it. But I know Josh, uh, Josh Bell of Awesome Movie. I know he reviewed it. But um, yeah, I don't know anything much about it. You didn't see it, did you? No. No. Uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. I don't think either of us planned on watching. And uh, I certainly did not. I didn't even know that it came out. Okay. I'm going to do much better as we get later into this list. It's fine. Uh, I mean, this was yeah. September. <laughs> September is never a big, you know, yeah, or hasn't for sure. been, you know, you think the fall starts after Labor Day, but. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, a Haunting in Venice is uh, something I also didn't see, but I have heard is the best of the bunch of these Perot films. So. I saw, obviously, the first one. I didn't watch the second one, but uh, I'm going to see this one. This is a perfect uh late night uh, watch on the couch movie, not go to a movie theater movie. Yeah, I kind of agree on that. Like, you know me, I'm usually see everything in the theater, but that feels like a good at home, one random late night kind of movie. So I'll definitely catch it at yeah. some point. You know what we should do at the end of the year, go back and like, did we watch this? Even though we said we were going to. Every single did. one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That would be a big undertaking. Uh, A Million Miles Away, uh, another movie kind of like Aristotle and Dante, Discover Secrets of the Universe. That I It made no noise if it did come out. I didn't see it. It's on Amazon it. now already, I think. I believe so, yeah. I think I think it was a day and date with Prime. So uh, None of us were really looking forward yeah. to that, though. Yeah. But can I just say, I do like the song A Million Miles Away by the Plimsolls. Well, th- thank you for that recommendation. Maybe I'll have to check that song out at some point. Uh, <laughs> uh, next up was The Outlaw Johnny Black, which I was looking forward to, and it actually did open here at Maya Cinemas, but um, I did not get a chance to drive across town to go see it. But I heard it's good, although I heard it's very different from Black Dynamite. It's not like a slapstick spoof kind of movie. It's just a good movie. I didn't so. even know it opened, but uh, that's cool. I will, um, you know, that's that's like got Hulu written all over it, right? For sure, for sure. So I did watch El Conde, and I was let down. I liked the idea of it. We talked about it during the trailer episode. I, I thought it sounded really clever, uh, but I don't know. It was just, it was, the setup was cool, but it just wasn't funny. And it, I kind of went into it expecting funny, and I got just so dry like it's even drier than it looked like and i don't know it just didn't do much for me and i i feel like the reaction that i've seen online has been pretty mixed some people were in my boat some people really liked it yeah i was gonna watch it and then i saw your letterbox review which is not at go for jason as you well know and mm-hmm. uh, i said well dave didn't really dig it and i don't watch anything that dave doesn't like so there you go you know, that, you that's go. why that's what happened with that dave Thank that's, you for following my letterbox, Jason. I that's appreciate what happened. That. I, said, yeah. I said, Dave didn't love it, so I can't watch it. <laughs> love it, First Sight is our next one. A uh, rom-com just randomly out in September, but uh, I, I know some rom-com fans who liked it, so maybe it's good. Uh, I don't, don't, I don't even know. remember what that was, dude. Yeah, fair enough. Spy Kids Armageddon looked so bad, and uh, I definitely did not watch that yeah. one. I don't yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what's it. the last good Robert Rodriguez movie? Well, I am a member of the Alita Army, so I will go with Alita Battle Angel. I, I didn't but... ask what was the last movie you liked by him. I said, what's the last good movie? <laughs> Alita Battle Angel rules, and don't you dare say anything bad about it. Uh, Paw Patrol, the mighty movie, is not out yet. comes out next weekend. I can't um, wait! <laughs> there you go. Saw X, or Saw 10, I don't know what they want us to call it, came out this weekend, and freaking inexplicably everybody loves it i i don't oh, understand that how true? that's possible that's yeah hey, yeah it's getting the best reviews since the first one um 
you know, I, it's not really my series, but uh, who knows? Maybe it's good. Uh, the Kill Room I watched this morning, and I liked it. It's uh, just, you know, just a good movie, but it was uh, it was fun. So I recommend it. Robert Rodriguez, the first Machete movie he made was 2010. So assuming that neither of those sequels were good, Machete Kills or Sin City, like that's right. that's 13 years ago, bro. Yeah, but he's a he's a big purveyor of of indie cinema, right? We got to celebrate him no matter what. Right? I mean, I'm just saying. To me, I'm looking at it right now, and you know, we had Planet Terror. I think the last good movie he made that I saw was Sin City in 2005. That's a long time ago. Yeah, I'm Jesus. just looking. I'm like, there's just not a lot of good movies here. Well, I, I, I hope he gets to do a Nolita sequel, but we'll see. Uh, the last one that we talked about last month was Flora and Son, which also opened this weekend. I actually got a screener for it, and it wouldn't play, so I didn't get to see it. I mean, it just, it just came out for me today, so yeah. I'm probably going to watch that this weekend because you know I love me some John Carney, baby. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's get into this month's movies, which first up, I, of course, have to mention The Exorcist Believer, which opens October 6th, and we're doing a live piecing it together at the art house in downtown las vegas on october 5th how come you're doing art house this time well i have always wanted to do a bunch of different theaters and i kind of sent out some feelers to some other theaters just to see what's you know anyone who might be interested and they were like super psyched about doing it so we are uh, gonna do some over there and possibly uh, another couple, and I also have some talks with Maya about doing some more stuff over there too. So uh, hopefully we'll be Our doing house is multiples. super nice, and Maya was a fun place to do it. So I am yeah good for both of those. Uh, I, I don't know who's on your uh, panel this time, but um, I'm sure that uh, they're the best ever. <laughs> well, I'm going to say who they are, uh, but we'll get you on one of the next ones. Not but uh, we've got <laughs> we've got Michael Keane, filmmaker, has been on the show a bunch of times. We got Tom Devlin from Tom Devlin's Monster Whoa, Museum. Big move. Yeah, he's he's cool, and I'm excited for him to be on it. And then we've got my wife, Gina Mazzoni, is going to be on the show. So nepotism. she's a big fan of exorcism. <laughs> it's, it is nepotism, for sure. She's a big fan of exorcism movies, so uh, it should be fun, even though the movie looks kind of terrible. No, it looks but, fine. Uh, it's David Gordon Green doing what David Gordon Green does, I love Green David does, Gordon right? Green. So yeah, this is absolutely. just his, uh, hey, I did this for Halloween. Let me do this for the exorcist type. Thing, right? Exactly, exactly. And I didn't like those either, although I still love David Gordon Green. You love but, him? Uh, I, I do. I I mean, come on. He's involved in all the Danny McBride series. Come I on. mean, I love Danny yeah. McBride. I don't know. And I like some David Gordon Green stuff. Like, uh, didn't he do 50-50? That was a good movie. I don't think he did 50-50. Oh, if he did, I get to punch you. <laughs> Wait, now, now we're going to both look it up, I think, at the same time. He's directed. He's got 33 directing credits. Good for that guy. So. Yeah, he's done Actually, a he's stuff. a producer on, uh, what's it called? On... Uh, on Jonathan Levine. Oh, Jonathan Levine. He's great. David Gordon yeah. Green. Man. <laughs> they sound alike. So yeah, because yeah. he did the wackness. That's what I was. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, let's move on then to Creepy Crawly, which will be on VOD on October third. This is a Thai monster action horror movie that takes place in a hotel where people are like quarantining, but then these like bug creatures take over. And I, I've heard a lot of really good things about this one out of like festivals and stuff like that. And the company putting it out, Well Go USA, they put out Project Wolf Hunting, which was one of my favorite like crazy foreign action horror movies of the year. Mm. Uh, so that's why I wanted to include that on this list. Uh, what do you think about this trailer? Dave, you got a lot of uh, insiders at the festivals. You got a lot of PIT-ers, PIT. I I, I I'm on Twitter 24 fucking seven. <laughs> so. Hey, this looks cool. I mean, did you did you watch Station Eleven? That awesome I, limited. I series? watched the first few uh, episodes of it, but I never finished it though. What a dummy! Uh, yeah. It kind of made me feel like that, where they're all kind of quarantined in the hotel, and you know that's mm-hmm. based on a book. So why would you actually finish it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, um, sure, for sure. But yeah, no, this looks fun. I thought of. Uh, that movie, The Platform, you remember that? That was a big oh, yeah. hit on uh, Netflix where they're all at yeah. like, different levels and you had to make different choices if you were going to survive the levels. That kind of, And then Attack the Block, which uh, that's another one because it's contained and it's in that certain area. And, uh, you got to fight back. Mm-hmm. Every time Attack the Block comes up on the show, I mentioned that I still haven't seen it, but the DVD is literally sitting Just by my watch TV. it right after we get done. 
I might do that. It's I might good. finally do it. Uh, the things I thought of were the thing, uh, the John Carpenter classic. You know, a lot of disgusting creature effects going Guess on. Guess what? Here. I just watched that for the first time this month. Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. It's good. Yeah, I like those kind of, so um, good. Um, you know, mysteries at the end of the world type things. So. Sure, sure. And then I also threw in there arachnophobia for, you know, bug-based horror. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think it looks fun. Looking forward to it. Uh, next up is Freelance, which will be in theaters October 6th and stars John Cena and Allison Brie. Uh, she's a journalist and he's like her hired bodyguard and they have to go in this dangerous country on assignment. Uh, and I don't know, looks no, kind of terrible. Looks like there's just too much going on here, right? A so. lot going on. I was shocked to find out it's the director of Taken. Uh, that's a random kind of, I don't know, bone to throw in there that maybe it could be something. I mean, you know, the bummer, the most, the biggest bummer of that is like none of this action looked like that it was really good right. right so right it looked like a ripoff of that sandra bullock and channing tating movie from that's the first year. one i put down to the lost city which i did like by the way so yeah i'm not knocking that movie i'm just saying this looks yeah. like you know we mentioned nobody every month because apparently this is <laughs> such a trend of like oh yeah. guy who once had an exciting life now takes out garbage at house and misses life doesn't care that he's leaving mm -hmm. his family behind right so, I mean, you know, you're in that jungle. I put Predator there because of the assignment there. And uh, Extraction, you know, I love the Extractions. Yeah. There you go. You went Extraction. I went Ghosted, the uh, the Anna de Armas. I win. I won this one. So. I, I think you <laughs> yeah. did. I think you did. So, yeah. And, of course, The Lost City was my other one. So, yeah, that's all I got for that. Uh, let's move on to a Netflix movie, uh, October 6th. It's Reptile with Benicio Del Toro and Justin Timberlake, also Alicia Silverstone. Uh, it's a detective thriller. Um, it has a real like prestige TV kind of feel to it. Like it's, it's all, uh, investigation, all interrogation. Um, I don't know. It looks like it could be good. It does, but are you going to be surprised if this one just misses completely? Not one bit. Yeah, I don't know. Even the casting is a little strange for this one, I feel like. so. Do you remember when there was a moment in time when anything Benicio Del Toro did, it was just like the most exciting thing in the world? Yeah, and... it was on fire. I mean, when he did yeah. traffic and it's like, what, what, uh, it looks so effortless for you, even in Sicario mm -hmm. and stuff like that, you know? So, yeah. yeah. Love me some Benicio. So, uh, but this one, we'll see. I mean, you know, again, this is like one of those, um, uh, uh, is it a period piece in the South? Is it modern day in the South? I couldn't quite tell. But, you know, the American Gothic, True Detective, Capote, it all kind mm. of felt like elements of all those uh, films to me. Yeah, absolutely. Like True Detective, True I had as well. Yeah, yeah I, I had like just like a list of prestige TV, True Detective, Big Little Lies, The Staircase, like all these kind of like interrogation and, and investigation based TV series. Uh, also, maybe a little David Fincher in there, Gone Girl or Zodiac, uh, something where it's like very cold. We'll get to Fincher. Matter of fact. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Very excited. Hey, to also, to speaking of True Detective and speaking of the thing, you know, that new season of True Detective where it's all like murder mystery and like... Uh, cold isolated place like give me that i'm here for that hell yeah i haven't watched Foster, the trailer yet on, but so, yeah. yeah i i don't need to watch the trailer that's like one of the few shows that i will i will be watching as soon as it comes back so can't wait uh the marsh king's daughter in theaters october 6th stars daisy ridley and ben mendelson uh it's this woman whose dad uh when she was little kidnapped her and raised her in some weird kind of survivalist kind of upbringing uh, but then went to prison, and now he's out and trying to reconnect with her and uh, is probably extremely dangerous. And uh, it looks like a good thriller. I, I don't, you know, I don't know. This kind of came out of nowhere. I hadn't heard anything about this one until this I does look pretty good, I have to say. I mean, you know, again, we know that uh, uh, the the trailer artists, if you will, have been at the top of their game. So yeah, sure. we'll, see, we'll see what happens here. You know, I didn't, um, I, I wasn't even clear that it was, his daughter, I mean, I knew that he had like raised her, but was that like you know, biological thing or not? So, right, right, you know, this kind of um idea of uh, you know, cult of personality, should we say? You know, I thought mm -hmm. about Cape Fear, the yeah. uh, De Niro character who comes out of prison for revenge. I thought about the movie Room because there seemed to be elements of that, of like, you know, this was a family and now 
or you know the the girl was kidnapped she had the baby um with the kidnappers the baby you know obviously she raises and there were certain family members like her dad who were unable to accept it it seemed like there were some elements of murkiness sure. there and then uh the last thing i put down was uh resurrection that um that crazy movie with tim roth and uh was it rebecca hall Rebecca year. Hall, yeah. yeah. Yeah, where like a guy from the past who holds a certain power over the woman comes back to utilize that power yeah. over her. No, that's a really good one. I hadn't thought of that, but definitely it feels a lot like that. Uh, I did have Cape Fear on my list, which uh, I haven't seen in at least 20 years. I should probably revisit that one of these days. Um, and then the other thing I had was Leave No Trace, uh, which we bring Great up a movie. lot here. Such a good movie. Uh, but this feels like a thriller version of that kind of a story. So. You know, speaking of uh, rewatching uh, Cape Fear, I just rewatched Taxi Driver because I'm reading mm-hmm. Tarantino's book, Cinema Speculation. And uh, what I like to do with film books is like every time they get to a chapter of a movie I haven't seen or haven't seen in a while, I'll watch the movie before I read that chapter. So, nice. um, you know, we're getting to Scorsese later in this episode, too. So I feel like rewatching as many Scorsese's as possible right now is, you know, not just now, always a good idea. Always a good idea, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, next up is Foe, which will be in theaters also October 6th. That's going to be an insane weekend. I think the next one's October 6th, too. But uh, Shersha Ronan and Paul Meskel star in this sci-fi drama uh, where I, I guess it's the future and this guy is selected to work on this spaceship and they want to replace him with like a robot double while he's gone, I believe. Uh, the thing that's exciting about this one is it's uh, adapted from an Ian Reid book who was who wrote I'm Thinking of Ending Things, the last uh, Charlie Kaufman film, which was good and weird. I, I believe he co-wrote the script here too, right? Yes, absolutely. So that, uh, you know, that that gets me really interested. I mean, dude, I'm all in on this because we already know that Sir Ronan is a beast, right? You know? Yeah. And Paul Mescal is probably going to be the biggest male star in the next five years, I'd say. It, or- se- it seems that way. And everybody loves him. I haven't really liked any of his roles yet. I'm waiting for that role where I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, I'm on board, too. Oh, this is what I was going to say. I don't even see him as like... Like you look at like an Austin Butler, right? And he's clearly going for like mainstream, give it to me. Like I want to be the big mainstream star. And Mescal is in, you know, he's doing movies like that, like Gladiator 2. But he seems to really be careful about the movies he picks. I mean, I thought he was great in After Sun. But if you haven't seen anything that like has knocked you out by him, go watch Normal People, the the miniseries on or the limited series on Hulu, which I think is up your and Gina's alley. Like, you know, Mescal and Daisy Edgar Jones, like, that's that made them because they're just so awesome in that. And it was interesting because that came out during the pandemic. And I think that was one of the things where like people were like, maybe wouldn't have locked in as much if they weren't as home. But because of that, like they really, really did. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm on team Mezcal. Right on. Right on. What do you got for pieces and I'm on here? Team Edgar Jones. Who's not on team Edgar Jones? I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, and we've mentioned like Elysium and Interstellar, things like that before, where Elysium is like, we have to go to the space colony and live our lives out there and everything. So I kind of thought about movies like that. And then there's this idea with Saoirse Ronan's character that she seems to want more or need more um, in regards to not just what she can attain here on earth. And that reminded me of Richard Dreyfuss's character in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh, yeah. I, I could see that for sure. And yeah, definitely Elysium's a great one to include here. I was thinking about Moon, the Duncan Jones film with Sam Rockwell. And, uh, you know, he's kind of has to work with doubles of himself. And, you know, I don't know exactly where this movie is going to go, but, you know, certainly there's clones or robot you know, versions of people involved. Also Eternal Sunshine, you know, of course, as soon as I hear Kaufman, I'm thinking of like this intersection of sci-fi and romance and how a big sci-fi idea can affect a love story. Uh, And the other one I also threw in there is After Yang, uh, which this kind of feels like this like near future where like there's just like this one sci-fi idea thrown into an otherwise kind of normal existence. And so, uh, you know, I I don't know. It's, It's definitely kind of, 
the kind of movie where it's going to be interesting to see where it goes because they don't kind of let on too much about it. So, yeah, yeah, I'm really excited for this. I'm down with this one. Um, I got it that they both are on Earth. She gets chosen to go to space, but he doesn't. And they're going to like you. Maybe that's where that kind of robot double comes in for him. Yeah. So something like that. So. Yeah, looking forward to it. Next up is Cat Person. Uh, like I said, also October 6th in theaters. Uh, Amelia Jones and Nicholas Braun star. I know your buddy uh, yeah, <laughs> from we're, Succession. We're, we're good friends. Yeah. Uh, great supporting cast, too. And I know this was like one of the big like hypes out of Sundance. Um, but I hadn't heard much about like what this was actually about until I watched this trailer. And I thought this looked just awful um <laughs> so no what do you think so if i'm not mistaken this is the movie is based on a short story that was done for the new yorker right 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 and um from the trailer what you get um from the first half is this kind of cute rom com thing right and then sure. um she wants to break it off with him and he becomes like a stalker that's what i got out yeah. of the trailer right so yeah absolutely um, you know absolutely so yeah, I mean, I, I, I tonally I wasn't sure because it seems like there's a real tone shift. I mean, I thought of stuff that, you know, like Fatal Attraction or like we covered Basic Instinct on Awesome Movie Year, stuff where like one person really has the power. Um, sure. But I'm not really sure. I don't I don't know, man. Yeah, it's a weird one. Um, I mean, the main thing that I got out of this, and like, and not in like a Barbie, like you know, the idiots who said Barbie is anti-man or anything like that. But I got like really all men are scumbags in this trailer. <laughs> like that is kind of really what I what I got out of this. And so I thought of Promising Young Woman, which right. is definitely a movie that uh, you know explores that. I also thought of Noah Baumbach's mar- Marriage Story because it seems like once things kind of go off the rails, these two are just going to be at each other's throats the whole time. Um, I don't know. This just seems super negative. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it. I wish it. I just only hope it can be as weird as Cat People, the Paul Schrader movie. That would be that would be very fun. Or Sleepwalkers, the Stephen King movie where people are in cat suits. I mean, this guy's a cat person, but the whole point is he's lying about it, right? So, yes, you know, absolutely. Like, yeah. Uh, what about Don't Mess with Cats? That was another good weird piece on uh, Netflix. I, I never. Never saw that. You should watch it. Check that out. Do you know what that is? No, it sounds like I like the name. You would like it. You guys would like it because it's real juicy. It's like a three-part true crime uh, series about like um, this guy posts. um, It's like a documentary. This guy posts a video of him like torturing a cat, which is terrible, right? Mm. But um, then like these like amateur sleuths, like one of whom who lives here in Vegas. They like track this dude just based on what they could find on the internet. And I think they basically uncovered that he murdered someone. It's pretty interesting. Wow. Yeah, that does sound pretty damn good. I'm yeah. going to have to check that out. Uh, next up is Fair Play on Netflix, October 13th. Let's see if I could do this. Alden Enric. He's en- back, Eric. baby. He, he's back. Yeah, he's been Eric? back one, one role after another. Yeah, yeah he's. He's in so much stuff this year, and uh, he's good, so I'm glad. Uh, and Phoebe Dianver, another hard-to-say name, uh, they start in this uh, sex thriller. Or, I don't know if it's a sexy thriller or not. I, I, I kind of got that it is, but I'm not sure if it is. But they they both work at this company, and the one gets a promotion before the other, and it kind of starts putting a wedge between their relationship. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of... that That kind of pretty much uh covers it i'd have to say um you know so there's like there are the two issues right the issue again of power and the issue of money there's a lot of movies man what there's so many movies about like uh you know rich people and how scumbaggy they are and all this stuff lately right so yeah um you know for this one i mean i put wolf of wall street because of the opulence of like uh money over everything and I put um, Sanctuary, that movie from earlier this year with Christopher Abbott, where they're, sure. they're kind of uh, in some type of high power situation, but the sex is the driving force. And then I thought of Secretary, the uh, classic with James Spader and our friend Maggie Gyllenhaal. Absolutely. Absolutely. All good ones right there. Uh, and I also thought of Sanctuary. 
Um, another wolf I thought of who's afraid of Virginia Wolf. Uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of blow ups in this, a lot of big performances. Uh, so I thought of that. And of course, succession, uh, you know, the backstabbing and relationships and the office and all that kind of stuff. So uh, throw a little bit of that in there too. But yeah, this is uh, this is Chloe DeMott's um, feature debut. So um, yeah, let's see yeah. what's up, bro. I'm looking forward to it. Next up, a movie I know we're both looking forward to, Killers of the Flower Moon, the new Martin Scorsese film, which will be out October 20th in theaters, and it should be said was originally uh, streaming and limited release, but they bumped it up to a full-fledged theatrical release, which is very exciting. That means they uh, are feeling pretty good about it. Uh, of course, it stars Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, De Niro, Jesse Plemons, Brendan Fraser, Lily Gladstone, who is supposed to be the big standout here. Um I haven't read the book. Have you read the book? I'm reading it right now as we speak. Okay. Because right I'm on. bored listening to you. No, but I am reading Thank it you. right now. Thank so, you. Yeah. 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 I, you know, what's not to love about this? I'm sure it's going to be super exciting. I know there's a murder on Native American land and FBI investigator comes in and all kinds of shit goes down. Here's me. what I can tell you about the book. You you read it and you're like, yeah, this is the movie Martin Scorsese should make, right? It's going to be awesome. This is just nice. like, check this one off for me, buddy. I'm excited. I mean, what a cast. What a, I mean, this is like a perfect vehicle for Scorsese. I think I, um, I went with um, Heaven's Gate, you know, for that kind of um, uh, frontier land grabbiness of the whole mm -hmm. situation. And there's a lot of that. There's a lot of there will be blood, like these oil kind yeah. of mavens barons um you know so i don't know what you know but like the uh, the native americans um they took this land that everyone thought was going to be nothing it was like uninhabitable and that was the point of why they took it was because they thought like oh white people won't screw us out of this thing right and then you know they cultivated it they made it work they found oil and they all became extremely rich because they leased out um the land for people to you know build derricks on and uh you know, oil rig, I guess you would call it. But um, so yeah, the murders happen. And obviously, uh, we got we got the whole situation there. So, you know, the other the other movie I was thinking of, um, which really doesn't have much to do with it, but I did want to at least put like, a good piece of Native American filmmaking in here was uh, Smoke Signals. That's an interesting movie that I would recommend. I haven't seen that. I don't know much about that. But I will say I just watched Thunderheart. Uh, a movie that I'm actually talking about on another podcast, which also deals with a murder on Native American land and, you know, an agent coming in to investigate and, you know, kind of butting heads with, with the, uh, the community there and the customs and all that. Uh, stars Val Kilmer and Graham Greene. Uh, it's a great movie. Uh, I'll have to check it out. recommend it. Throw Wind yeah, River really on good. my list, too. Yeah, and Wind River is the other one I have. I think that that's... Uh, that's a pretty easy one to go with for sure. So yeah, can't wait. Uh, next up is Old Dads on Netflix on October 20th. This is directed by Bill Burr and stars Bill Burr, Bobby Cannavale, Bokeem Woodbine, uh, Katrina Bowden, Natasha Leggero. Uh, I, it looks like a pretty run-of-the-mill comedy about an aging parent, but... I mean, you know. the track record recently on comedians kind of building movies based on their lives, which I think right. this is close to. It has not been good, right? right and Easter right. Sunday, the Joe, Joe Coy movie didn't do much. We had uh, The Machine, which everyone forgot about already, the Burt Kreischer one, all about my father, right? Uh, the yeah. Sebastian one. So, you know, Bill Burr is super talented, great. I think he's actually become a pretty damn good actor too, so... And, uh, yeah. you know, that you mentioned something like Bobby Cannavale is an awesome actor. This might He's be so good. I kind of like Woodbine, too. I love him. I love I agree with all of that. So I just would I don't know if this is like going to work or if it's not going to work. <laughs> I'm going to give it a yeah. chance for sure. Um, I picked uh, Daddy's Home because of the difference in parenting styles, which, uh, by the way, I'm actually up for a project right now that um is about parenting and dads and everything like that. And, uh, and I, I sent them this trailer and I was like, does this kind of negate what we're trying to do? And they're like, no, no, it's totally different. So that's good. The other thing I thought of was uh 21 jump street where guys who used to be cool, go live in that same world now. 
that they're not supposed to be in and all the things that were cool are not cool anymore. Yeah, that, I, I could see that. that that's, uh, you know, I also have maybe a stretch for one of mine as well, which would be uh, Last Flag Flying, the uh, the Linklater film, um, which, you know, it, nothing like it story-wise, but just these guys that are all kind of reconnecting over this this whole kind of event and situation that they're kind of stuck together with. Um, but they've all known each other for many, many years and are now just getting back together. So I thought of that. And then also, obviously Sandler was much younger at the time than uh, these guys are, but big daddy, you know, as far as a guy who probably shouldn't be, but you know, steps up hopefully, uh, to the job. I I go into all of these with an open mind, although I, I mean, this one, you know, the, the other ones, some of them look pretty bad. This one looks like, hey, man, I hope he pulls it off. Yeah, me too. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's is our next one, October 27th in theaters, which is a huge, huge phenomenon. Um, and I don't know anything about it. I'm like totally on the outside here. I mean, I know there's a video game. I, I believe there's like YouTube videos and stuff like that. I don't know. Uh, but this is put out by Blumhouse and it looks, uh, you know... I don't know. It looks like it's the thing that I know of Five Nights at Freddy's, which is these children's characters come to life in an old abandoned building and kill people, which if it's what the people want, then maybe they'll all show up and it'll be a huge hit. Yeah, I mean, it's Blumhouse and they have a track record and, you know, that's what I'll say. Um, Yeah, but I'd be down to see this. I mean, I thought of Zombieland because of the idea of a horror movie set in, um, you know, a uh, family friendly or a kids uh, forward world, which, you know, they'd had that huge set piece in the amusement park. Right. Yeah, and, uh, sure. and then I was thinking of animatronic stuff. So I put uh, Nick Cage, Willie's Wonderland. So. Of course. Yeah. And that's the thing. Willie's Wonderland and my other piece, which is the banana splits movie, not banana split the right. movie that you love, but uh, they, they both were the same exact movie and uh, both movies were, pointed out that they were both just five nights at Freddy's, but like beating that to the punch. So, um, yeah, it's kind of the same exact setup and the same idea. So who knows if this will work like those did or work better for the people who love these, I guess we'll find out soon enough. Um, next up is pain hustlers on October 27th on Netflix, Emily Blunt, Chris Evans, Catherine O'Hara, Andy Garcia, uh, about a woman who takes a job with a pharmaceutical company and lets greed get to her. Uh, it's, it's clearly meant to look like a Wolf of Wall Street kind of movie. But. Yeah, I mean, all we got is a teaser. I mean, I told you I've read the book um, Empire of Pain about the Sackler dynasty. And mm, I mean, yeah. they're the family who's basically responsible for all this. So this is taking, we've now had two Sackler projects, right? And these are these are uh, a different version of like it seems to be a representative who goes out and sells the pills where they can make a lot of money right so i think you're right i mean i i had already said wolf of wall street so i think i probably just put down like wall street or something in this one instead or the big short right and then limitless because that's the idea it's like uh oh you take this drug you can do anything right and it's just so dumb yeah I mean, I'm glad that movies are being made about this. There was the Nan Golden documentary last year, but I just wish like we could do more to, um, you know, punch the Sacklers in their dicks. <laughs> fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Uh, the only other one I would throw in there is Boiler Room. Uh, you know, as far as like greed centric films, you know, somebody going overboard because they get addicted to making money. So, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it looks good, but I, I don't really think so. But the next movie looks good. And oh, that my is goodness. The killer. What? <laughs> October 27th, Netflix. David Fincher returns for his first non Mank movie in nine years, I believe. No, uh, what does that mean? Mank is Mank. Mank is such a specific thing. Like, did you like Mank? Uh, you know what? I have to watch it. That's the only Fincher movie I've oh. never watched, I think. So it's but. so. Like specifically, this one story—it doesn't feel anything like a. But it wasn't film, nine years you know? ago. No, it's, it's been. I believe. I think Gone Girl was his last yeah. movie that isn't Mank. You know. Yeah. So well, you're just anti. You're not a Mank guy, but you like all the rest of him. I like all the rest, absolutely, and I, I can't wait. Michael Fassbender, of course, stars uh, as a hitman. I I don't know that they've really revealed much plot-wise. About don't. What's going on. 
Please. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't need it. I was going to tell you, like, I wouldn't have even watched the Killers of the Flower Moon trailer, except that you had me on the show, right? So, like, yeah, sure. But less is more. I mean, it's Fincher. I mean, you know, again, these, it's going to be a good month for, like, hey, this is stuff that you can watch streaming or you can go see in the theater. But I'm excited for this one. You, you, I just mentioned Thief on the show last month, right? About sure, how we watched sure. it. And this is that, like, you know, stick to the plan. Don't get personally invested, right? And it looks so stylized. And, you know, speaking of stylization for this type of movie, I thought of Drive, another great movie like yeah. this. So. Absolutely. I was thinking about Drive as well. Uh, I was also thinking maybe a little off, but I was thinking of American Psycho because of, like, the sociopathic nature of this guy, like, that he's just so on you know like on this like one very specific uh goal and doesn't really care about anything else so maybe a little bit of that and then you know i i kind of had to go with one fincher film i went with fight club because of the outfit uh i agree i mean this is i thought of fight club for sure yeah so can't wait very excited uh, there are other movies coming out in October, plenty of other movies. I feel like the one that we can't wrap this up without talking about is Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour, because, uh, Jason, this movie, I, I, I was just on another podcast doing a uh, predictions of the box office of the rest of the year, the, the next uh, three months of the year, and my big prediction is this movie will make as much money as numbers two through 10 combined. <laughs> That's amazing and sad at the same time, right? So. I, I mean, it's going to be insane. The one good thing about this, though, is if it's as successful as I think it's going to be, maybe it'll lead to more concert films getting theatrical releases, because I love concert films. I'm yeah. done for that. Yeah, I know you just went and saw Stop Making Sense not too long ago, right? Yeah, that was so good in the theater. So good. That's good. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Like, I... I I like Taylor Swift. I'm just kind of like, like, I mean, for instance, we're recording this at the end of September. So last week I'm a football fan. Right. And it was mm-hmm. just like back in the Tim Tebow days. Cause like he was, um, or when Tom Brady and Giselle got together, right. When, you know, oh, yeah. she's now dating Travis Kelsey and it's like, what did Taylor Swift do with the game? And it's like, I don't care. Leave me alone. Like, and this just feels, you know, we know she is very, let's say methodical about how she presents herself. Right. And this mm. feels so orchestrated. Like if you watch the trailer of this, like, you know, the whole idea of like her music being taken away and sold, like I respect all that, you know, I'm a big Springsteen guy. So he's another sure. guy who had to fight for his music. Right. But then it's like, you see like Jimmy Fallon, you haven't took in four years. And she's like, maybe I should do it. Right. And everyone claps and it's like, God, <laughs> stop spoon feeding me this crap right like people love it i hate it it. i hate it but i'm sure it's gonna be a big hit and i would um i'd be happy to go see her in concert i'm not gonna go see this in the theater i already got my tickets i can't wait is that Um, true oh yeah hell yeah i'll be there i'll be there i hope you go (laughs) were there any other movies uh from like the overall list that we didn't talk about that you wanted to bring up let's see dave because we had a few more on there um yeah i mean well so there's the burial right that's that's uh jamie fox who's the king of streaming right you know sure yeah and he yeah he is on a roll so i mean maybe that'll be something worthwhile and um Nyad, i know is supposedly going to be a big oscar movie because we got um our friend uh annette benning playing diana Nyad, right to right, swim right. from cuba to miami right that was like her big goal yeah absolutely i i don't know if I, I think that's the right facts, but definitely a big swim. That's what I know about her. <laughs> a big so. swim. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't they just call it that? So the big swim. So I man. mean, like, there's a lot. There's a lot that could be good this month, right? So that's yeah, exciting. absolutely. Big month, big month. I'm very excited. Jason, is there something you watched recently you want to recommend to our listeners? I have a, you know, I said I haven't watched a lot. I have like a lot of old movies I've watched this month, but I'm going to recommend a current documentary that's out on uh, max hbo max or max whatever you want to call it called bs high do you know about this no i don't um i know you're not a sports guy but you don't have to be this is one of those juicy stories that are so much fun it's about a guy who basically made up a high school because he wanted to be a high school coach and um he recruited a full team of players some of whom were in high school some of whom weren't and 
Like they really didn't have to go to school. He had no business coaching and he created like the toughest schedule in high school football. So he got on ESPN and it wasn't until his team got like demolished on ESPN that like people started looking into like, Hey, what's going on here? And uh, the guy is clearly um, addicted to fame Probably not a great person, shall we say, somewhat of a sociopath, but he's an intriguing character and he has no problem doing interviews about it. So uh, BSI. I, I have a question for you. I have a question because that sounds like a great story. Who do you think would play that guy in the movie version of this? Jamie Foxx would be a perfect pick for him. So, there you, go. you know, that, awesome. we just mentioned it and like he could pull it off with that charm and, and everything. I think he would be great for it. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jason, tell people where they can find you and what's going on with Awesome Movie Year. Dave, Awesome Movie Year is really awesome Dave year right now because we're in 1987. And I think this, like I said on our recording today, is the year that you've been most responsive to as far as like giving high ratings. So we're really just here to please you, buddy. Um, (laughs) Thank you. So in 1987, we got so many great movies in that year, so many iconic films, and uh, we still haven't even gotten to our audience choice, which is going to be a big, bad blockbuster that we can't wait for you guys to pick. Um, So that's what's going on. You can find us on AwesomeMovieYear.com, Awesome Movie Year on Facebook and Instagram, Awesome Movie Pod on Twitter. I'm still Jason Harris Comedy or Jay Harris Comedy on all the socials. Eat This Comedy, my comedy show is coming back in November. And uh, go for Jason Letterboxd. Why aren't you guys following? I love you. Well, we've just lost Jason. He was Uh, just trailing uh, off at the end. But uh, bye, Jason. It was nice talking to you, Jason. Kills the flower moon. I'm Josh Bell. And I'm Jason Harris, and we co-host a podcast called Awesome Movie Year. Each season, we take a look back at an awesome year for movies, which is every year. We deep dive into these specific years, and we pick out why they were such great years for films. We go over the biggest hits, the biggest flops, the best pictures, some personal picks, some cult classics. Years we've covered in past seasons include 1994, 2003, 1977, and 1984, and we've got all of film history to look forward to. So check us out at awesomemovieyear.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about some of the trailers for movies coming out in October of 2023. Thanks to Jason Harris for joining me on that one, and thank you to all of you for listening If you're enjoying piecing it together, make sure you're subscribed wherever it is that you just listened to this episode. And of course, if you can drop us a five-star rating or review, I would really appreciate that. It helps make sure the show gets seen by new people. And as we continue growing the show, we'll get to do new things with the show. And that is very exciting. Like our upcoming live episode, October 5th at Art House Theaters, downtown Las Vegas on The Exorcist Believer. I hope to see some of you there. Also, of course, make sure you're following us on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. And don't forget, we do have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, from Awesome Movie Year, Jason's podcast, and from my music career. I just recently posted an entire soundtrack album for this film called Jacqueline, and that is an exclusive only to the Patreon. And I've got some more stuff lined up that will be going only to the Patreon, even as I continue to release more stuff you know, publicly uh, on all the streaming services and all that stuff, but there will always be exclusives on the Patreon. Speaking of uh, releasing stuff, you know, publicly, I have a new score album coming out this Friday, October 6th, uh, for the film Blind Malice, and this is a great horror score, get you into the Halloween spirit, coming out October 6th. I'm really excited about this, so keep an eye out for that. I'll be playing lots of music from it in the coming weeks. And actually, that's what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to close this episode out with a piece from it. This is called I Know What I Saw. It's from the score for Blind Malice, which, like I said, will be out this Friday, October 6th. Hope you enjoy it. We'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.